Hello, everybody. Welcome to Revive Health's Daily Briefing Live for Friday, May 22nd. Our 30-minute review of the latest, most important resources, news, and advice for health system marketers and communicators dealing with COVID-19. I'm Jeff Spear, your guest host for today. Chris has got the day off. As always, we're joined by Chase Kleckner, Senior Marketing Manager of Revive Health and our show's producer. Hey, Chase, how's it going? Going well, Jeff. Good to have you back as always. Thanks, sir, and thank you for making it a Friday. <laughs> I do what I can. I know. Uh, today, we're also joined by Catherine Harrell. Catherine's a Chief Marketing Officer at Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady Health System in Louisiana. Had the pleasure of knowing Catherine for almost 10 years now. Uh, hey, Catherine, how are you today? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Chase. How are y'all? Doing well, Good. doing well. Thanks for coming on. It's fun. Looking forward to it. So Catherine uh, leads communications and marketing across the system. They're in five markets in Louisiana and Mississippi. Um, and her team supports integrated acute ambulatory care, um, more than 17,000 team members and physicians in that system. Catherine uh, is here. We're going to take a little bit of a, a detour from some of our normal um, analysis and really hear from a chief marketing officer. So appear to everybody listening today about her reflections on what she's gone through and her and her team and what she sees ahead for her organization and colleagues. So thanks for joining us, Catherine. Sure. Uh, okay, um, a few things to, to get out of the way up front. As with each show, we're gonna cover the latest news on COVID-19 and how it relates to marketing communications. If you've got um, a question for Catherine or Chase or I, please use the Q&A button at the bottom of the Zoom tool here. And we'll get to those if we can uh, by the end of the show. If you wanna chat with each other, you can also use the chat function. But if it's a question for Catherine, Chase or I, please use the Q&A tool. You can also um, check out this podcast and subscribe on iTunes or go to our website at thinkrevivehealth.com slash COVID-19. There's lots of resources there, including archives of previous episodes. We had some really good guests this week. Uh, so please check that out. Uh, Jared Usry, or as Catherine um, likes to call him, Fast Talking Jared, uh, really, really valued team member at Revive Health, talked earlier this week about patient pathway and what marketers need to be thinking about. So if you haven't checked out that episode, please take a look. A couple of other important notes. We're not experts on COVID-19, so this is not a place to come for medical or scientific advice. We do have opinions on how marketers and communicators might want to manage the crisis, but everyone's situation is unique. Uh, so please, you know, you've got to do it in a way that meets your market's needs and your organizations. And if you ever need help, we're here for you. Okay, let's uh, dive into the latest count as we do um, every episode, just to keep tabs on how things are moving, um, even though it is a difficult topic. So we use the Johns Hopkins tool, and Chase will put that up in the, the chat function right now. And we have hit a milestone, an unfortunate milestone across the world. We've got more than 5 million now, so 5,159,000 confirmed cases. In the US, we're zeroing in on 1.6 million. We're at 1.583 million and now have 95,276 confirmed deaths from COVID 19. I believe last Friday, when I hosted 
we were about 81,000, somewhere around there. Um, and I think probably we'll, we'll hit over 100,000 probably this weekend. The uh, implications on hospitals, some news today, uh, an analysis from Kaufman Hall that Catherine uh, told us about. It, and this isn't news to anybody, but April was the worst month ever for hospital margins, was the straight headline from Modern Healthcare. And Kaufman Hall's got analysis talking about operating margin um, and some of the implications in uh, that they see for the future, including on Medicaid patients and, and what we might see there because of state budgets and, and more people joining on Medicaid and what, what that might mean for hospitals. And certainly we also think about the pathway. Uh, there's a good quote from in the article talks about the confidence of the public, which, which everybody on the podcast is thinking about um, and how coming into the ER, the primary care office is really critical. Uh, the, quote here that I'll read says, if 60 to 70% of admissions come through emergency department and a 30% decline in ED visits is a huge offset in related admissions. I'd bet the recovery of ED volume will take longer than what people think, many months, that will have a lag effect on admissions. I think we, we see it a little more, uh, little more than just the ED. There's urgent care, there's primary care, there's ED, there's imaging, there's lab testing. Um, and so for marketers, I think you really have to look at all those touch points. But Catherine, uh, what are you seeing in, in, your, in your market, in your system? How I assume you've, I know that you've also uh, suffered many losses, but uh, maybe you can just talk to the reader, the listeners now about what that looks like in, in your system and, and maybe how things are returning right now. Right. Well, um, thanks, Jeff. And uh, it. It has really been um, an incredible um, journey in a very short period of time. And um, Louisiana is, um, you know, every state's experience has been different with with this. Mm -hmm. um, we are um, just in our first full week of the relaxation of the stay-at-home order from the governor. So um, just as folks are beginning to get back out and then, um, Elective uh, elective procedures in Louisiana were um, were relaxed um, just prior to that, but our own clinics did not come back into um, operations really until this past Monday. So um, it's really a, a very much of a, a moving analysis of the volumes mm -hmm. and how quickly things are coming back. And um, probably right now things look for us, depending on the, the area, somewhere between 60 to 80% of pre-COVID volumes. Um, ERs, um, obviously, as you cited, are, are um, down, but acuity is very high. And so right. there's a little bit of um, difference from what was pre-COVID. Um, but again, just um, those, um, lesser volumes certainly translate to lesser revenues. So the losses right. continue to be perpetuating um, even as, um, as folks are coming back. And um, the economy is, is, um, is hurt. And we're, uh, um, our part of the country is very much um, impacted by the oil and gas industry. And so mm -hmm. um, we see that as well. 
Um, Medicaid expansion, I think, has been um, has been on the plus side of things for Louisiana. So um, hopefully, um, we have some of that in place before this um, to to make sure that people do have access channels. So yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the I guess more rare southern states that they went yes. with Medicaid expansion. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, well, Catherine, uh, we we invited you on because uh, we've had a lot of guests, a lot of a lot of Revive Health people commenting on what we see. But the chance, I think, for us to have a chief marketing officer reflect on what the experience has been and um, what you're seeing move forward is, I think, very attractive to to our listeners. Um, but before we get into that. Maybe you can talk just a little bit high level uh, so our listeners understand who the system is, Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady Health System, and, and Our Lady of the Lake is the flagship uh, hospital and, and group in Baton Rouge, and in just a little context. Um, sure. We're um, uh, right between, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, about a three and a half to $4 billion um, health system in terms of um, size. Um, as you cited in the introduction, um, about 17,000 um, team members and um, physicians across um, now two states. So Jackson, mm -hmm. Mississippi is our most recent um, market that we've added. A lot of our activity is in the um, southern region of the state particularly Baton Rouge and sort of the I-10 corridor, as we call it, all the way from um, Acadiana and Cajun country to, um, to the west, um, the capital state, uh, the capital of the, the state in Baton Rouge. And then the North Shore, which is really um, a bit of a suburb or bedroom community um, to New Orleans. So um, a lot of activity, a lot of the traditional movement that we're seeing from acute to more of an ambulatory footprint. Um, and then we also serve um, the Monroe um, community within, um, in Northeast Louisiana. So Monroe and Jackson are sort of on the same, um, the same, uh, uh, parallel mm -hmm. and um but all you know we are all louisiana and mississippi are not wealthy states and so many of the health challenges that we have um certainly um are very much part of our mission um to serve um serve our communities being um just north of new orleans is again an interesting position both in this disaster and as uh, we've experienced other things um, natural disasters more um, more obviously but um, right. anyway that's sort of where where we're um, we're serving communities so thanks and as you can expect everyone I think listening Catherine is um, is a veteran I think of this veteran that marketer and communicator nice way to say I'm sort of elderly Jeff. no I would you didn't <laughs> let me finish I was saying a veteran marketer and seasoned communicator and therefore a veteran of crises Mm -hmm. yeah. um but <laughs> but what <laughs> what has surprised you i guess the most and if if you think back to I think when we would first talk beginning of march um we today marks the 10th day that we're sheltering at home here in my state it was march 13th so it's the 10th week excuse me mm -hmm. 
But beginning of March, we started hearing these things. And then mid-March to the second half is when things, I think, across the country, and particularly in Louisiana, started to change. And you had initial reactions and fears and concerns. Now, looking at it eight weeks later, 10 weeks later, what surprised you the most? Um, probably two things come to my mind. Um, one is um, speed just the pace of what is occurring and the rapid change um, almost daily, sometimes um, several times a day, not just the circumstances of the virus, but then also um, the, the, the rules and regulations that come along with it and our ability to respond quickly as an organization, both um, to our teams, and our providers as well as to our communities. Um, I think the other thing that has really stood out for me is um, the amount of clarity this time has, um, has given rise to. I mean, it is everyone focused on the same thing. Mm -hmm. So as marketers, we often are, um, are juggling a lot of um, different demands or we're trying to um, triage priorities or um, how do we um, make a, a, a budget stretch over multiple needs. Mm -hmm. And in this instance, everyone has, has, has aligned to this singular um, moment and this issue. And so, um, it's really amazing how the junk falls away. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. If I could sort of, and that's not to say those things are junk, but, um, but it gives clarity to what do we need to do right now together and put our resources to in a way that it makes an impact in, um, in a responsible sort of uh, effort. And, um, that's and uh, that's nice. How how does that compare to to other crises? Uh, you, you've been Baton Rouge has been through, and Louisiana, mm -hmm. Hurricane Katrina, flooding just a, a couple of years ago in Baton Rouge that um, it's really devastating to the community. Do you feel like um, this is different than that? And is there any anything that I think helped you get through this, and that and, and I say this for our, for our listeners out there who maybe haven't gone through a whole lot of crises before, but certainly have everyone's going through one now. So what is it that maybe they can take away for the next time? Um, well, so in, in a, um, I'll answer it uh, in a micro and personal way. And then sure. maybe organizationally um, put on your own oxygen mask first. And so really your ability to um, focus yourself, take care of yourself, um, take care of your team and be um, really attentive to um, sort of uh, how, um, how your own um, group, and for me, the Marcom group that is mm -hmm. um, comprised of uh, folks across our um, entire um, our entire ministry, but um, with a large group in Baton Rouge, but um, how are we all um, coming together and providing really um, good direction? Again, clarity. What is it that we need to do right now? 
Um, what do we need to do this week? What do we need to do? You know, I'm, we're not going to get farther out than probably about a week or two weeks. Maybe mm. now we're just beginning to sort of ease into um, ease into um, something longer term. Compared to other um, challenges, um, I think it's an observation that I've heard from others, which is um, those disasters or those um, crisis issues have been isolated either to a market mm -hmm. or to a region. Um, so as a health system organization, we could support one another. Um, so our northern um, community could support the South Louisiana right. community if that's what needed to happen. Um, or other parts of the country could support Louisiana or a natural disaster. In this instance, everyone is in the same circumstances. We might be at different points in the evolution of the spread of the virus or response to it, but we're all impacted so you you don't have that network to draw on right um, so that you know that's a little bit different um we also have been more of a um i think a supporting cast to this um to this issue um really close with our operational teams but um but less um, sort of a driver of strategy where we might be, for example, in a um, kind of a, a PR crisis or um, something like that. Sure. Although you and your team and we did have uh, Ryan, Ryan Cross is mm -hmm. the is a, a director of communications for Catherine uh, on a few weeks ago and the amount of visibility and leadership that I think your organization has had through the state um, and, and dealing with the media has been pretty remarkable. So I, I will say that that's something that while you may not be central, I would call that a little more than supporting. Um, well, for thank you for that. That is, um, again, evidence of this incredible team that I am very fortunate to lead. Um, we are small but mighty and um, really just incredibly talented professionals that care deeply for, um, for this organization and for what we represent to people. And so we, um, we take that responsibility um, very seriously. Um, I think our ability to be as um, proactive in our um, earned media mm -hmm. um, has been really um, by earning the confidence of our leadership and um, our executives and um, being, being coming to those challenges with really this, this sense of responsibility. Um, there's a, a great appreciation we also have for um, uh, our partners. So I think helping um, really be connected, that's, you know, sort of, I've known Jeff um, all these years, but um, getting um, getting different perspective in terms of preparing or and being ready for um, for responding um, really tremendous um, sharing um, in the healthcare marketing community, and I can't say enough about how generous people have been in terms of sharing ideas or 
experiences or um, even materials. But um, a, a wise person told me one time, you know, when you need a friend is not the time to make a friend. And True. so <laughs> um, I think we cultivate, um, we cultivate that confidence and we, we cultivate those relationships. Um, we're banking credits all the time. So 365. And then there are moments either in our own um, professional circumstances or in circumstances like COVID-19 that you, you cash some of it in. And right. so again, um, really keeping the big picture in mind, but coming from the right place and the right motivations, um, I think is, is a big, a big element. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think we feel at Revive Health lucky enough and uh, very grateful for the amount of people that we're able to talk to and are willing to share as well as to come on to this podcast. Uh, and, and this is what, what Chase, maybe episode 55, where are we at? 47, I think. 47 and getting a steady stream of listeners and people willing to come in. And I, I do hope um, we're always looking for silver linings, but that it does foster a greater connectedness between listeners and understanding that even though we, of course, sometimes compete with each other, uh, we're, we're also part of a, a different type of community and different kind of business that, that can really help people. So with that in mind, if we're heading into a long weekend, maybe all of our listeners will, will have a, well, some of us will have a long weekend, some not. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine does not. But if you have a long weekend and have time to reflect now, um, as I think all of us do, think about what will you take away from this? Not that this is over. We are just in a, we're about to get to another phase of things, hopefully, but always good to take stock. So what would you take away from this and how would you apply it to the future? And, and hopefully our listeners are doing the same thing. We'd love to hear that. Um, well, I, um, so I've been at this a, a long time as uh, we've already established. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I can get um, pretty passionate about um, the things that are um, on, our, uh, on our lists and what we're about and what we're doing. And I think this time for me um, has really offered um, me some insight about um, kind of grace and that I think both personally and professionally and probably to step back a little more often and um, maybe do some of my own editing you know, like, do I really need to be working on that? Do I really need to, you know, sort of um, be as forward? Um, and and that um, to be clear. So I talked about clarity before. Um, as a as a leader of a team, as a chief marketing officer, I think our ability to be clear and and really zero in on, you know, what is uh, what is the task? What is the strategy? What are we trying to serve? And that in this time, I just don't believe that um, people have a lot of extra. So just not a lot of extra bandwidth. That's inside, that's outside, that's in families, you know, mm -hmm. just all of the things that folks are contending with as they go through this. And so how can we meet them there? Um, let me be clear in my messages. Let me um, 
let me demonstrate value and ways that we can serve their healthcare needs. So, anyway. yeah. Well, what then, um, what do you think is some of the biggest challenges ahead, but beyond just regaining volume? We all know that we, we talk about it multiple times a week because it's important. It's, it's chief marketing officer's job. It's, it's a lot of other people's job, but, but beyond the volume, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for marketing leaders? Do we think about the, the balance of the year, or even, even next year? Yeah. Um, I think it's a little like what I heard um, one of our physicians say in an interview we were doing, and I asked her, um, what do you think is going to change forever about healthcare? And she said, um, maybe not a lot, that we'll get through this time period. And there'll be some obvious things like, you know, technology and virtual visits. But she said, we're going to get on the other side and enough time will pass and we'll go back to what was familiar. And, and I was struck by that. And then as I, I think about um, in healthcare marketing, so we've got this incredible clarity right now, but as we get farther away from this moment or this period, will we fall back to what we had all been doing and spending time in? And so when I talk about um, noise falling away, mm -hmm can we be disciplined and try to try to manage the noise a little differently? So, because I would really like to have the kind of impact um, going forward that we've been able to, that we've been able to have um, right now. So anyway, that's what I think. How, how are you, how are you talking about that with your team and your, particularly your leadership team um, in, in trying to capture that and hold on to the, to the things that have worked and the focus that, that you've seen in dropping off noise? I think it's, um, so for my own Marcom team, that's really about um, recognizing their good work, talking about results, talking about the why behind strategy. And, and I think our ability to um, continue to move quickly so that we can either fail fast or we can adapt if something's not working. Um, and, and our ability to do that quickly um, will serve us well. I think it's also um, cool that for our executive leaderships, how are we managing up our work? You know, yeah. are we able to show them about results? Are we able to um, link marketing and communication activities to um, to then the goals that that have been laid out. I think our work with our um, our team members, our workforce is incredibly vital right now. And we are fortunate that we work very closely with HR and our mission team and just that engagement and how we recognize again where people are in a very um, human way. Um, so I think that's that's sort of what we got. That's great. I, uh, we talk a lot about our belief in the role of marketing and how important it is. And, and I, I just don't think it can be said enough about how marketers really are going to carry such an important responsibility and have, um, of course, but, but that will only continue. So for all of you out there, you're doing a great job of make sure that your team's um, you're talking with your teams and thinking about so many things that Catherine has said about focus, 
how are you sharing that with your leadership and really still getting what you need to get the job done because while you can focus and and let some of the small things off for a while at some point these things are going to come back in um okay a non a non-healthcare question uh Chase asked it earlier. Catherine Harrell, for all of you, she's in Baton Rouge. No big surprise. She's a big LSU fan. Her 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 son is actually a manager on the basketball team, William. But Chase wanted to know, is college football coming back? And who better to answer than somebody of the in the city of the national champions? National championship and Heisman Trophy winner. Thank you very much. <laughs> Can't forget about that. Uh, and I knew COVID-19 was the real deal because William was in Nashville for the SEC tournament when it got turned off. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I thought, okay, this is real. Absolutely. Football's coming back. I think we, it won't look the way it did before, but I believe um, America is clear in its <laughs> desire. And if there is incentive for everyone to keep doing all of the social distancing and keep our curve flat and um, manage this well, um, college football is a pretty good incentive. So um, anyway, it, uh, it should be a good season. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be, Fingers it'll be crossed. one to remember, that's for sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you guys are the best. And um, stay well and um, hats off for what you're doing. This is a great podcast, and I lo love to tune into it. So um, look forward to many more. Thank you. Uh, and for our listeners out there, we're always interested in hearing what you have to say, what you want to cover, and, and your insights and reflections like Catherine. So if you have ideas, you want to be a guest if you want us to cover something if you got guest suggestions please shoot them our way you can email chase or chris um or or throw it in the chat session um, but thanks again to Catherine for joining us chase thank you very much for having me and for for doing all that you do to make this happen absolutely enjoyed it thanks Catherine, for joining us today and Chris will be back on Monday um, and we'll have another week of guests. Uh, remember to visit thinkrevivehealth.com slash COVID-19 for today's episode, all the other episodes that we've got, um, and for future episodes. You can also subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please uh, tell, tell others about it. But thanks for everything you're doing out there. Hang in there. Keep up the amazing work. Take, take some breaks this weekend and uh, reflect on, on what the last 10 weeks have shown us. We'll be here uh, Monday and every weekday till all this passes. Talk to you then.